Hey, hey, Kingdom Connections podcast family. I am so excited to be um, uh, having this conversation with the amazing Susan Fleming. Um, Susan is a business alignment therapist, for those of you that don't know. Um, and just a little bit about the background to this conversation. Um, we're talking about honoring people in the online space. And one thing about Susan, why I asked her to have this conversation with me is because um, she does things differently in the online space. Um, she is always promoting, sharing, um, following through with her commitments. She's very loyal, like whatever it is that she has said she's going to do, she's going to do it. Um, she's going to be early. She's going to do it with excellence. She's going to share way more than anybody else that you probably have ever encountered. And I've been learning a lot from Susan and I really felt like so many people could also learn a lot from Susan. So this is not really about um, her and I sharing all the things that we know, but really I want to, um, I want to highlight some of the ways that she is showing up because I think it's going to add, um, it's going to provide a lot. I feel like for some of you who maybe want to know, how can we do things differently in the online space? How can we be more honoring to each other? Um, and maybe you don't even realize there's some things that we're doing that are kind of hurtful to people. And we don't even, maybe we're not even aware of it. Or maybe we are and we want to do things differently and we don't know how. So um, thank you so much, Susan, for taking the time to have this conversation today. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I feel like there's something on the timing of this that God has brought us together to have this conversation specifically for now. Um, like you said, there are a lot of things going on in the online space where, you know, it's just things that we wouldn't do to other people in business if we were in an office next to them, you know? And so I, <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of emotion around this topic, which mm. is surprising. So I've got my tissue ready. <laughs> um, it's just, we, we've got to, Ooh, we've got to be more honoring to people. We have to have a higher standard as Christians, as kingdom people. We're living by a different standard. And I see so many in the space who are not even, I would say, meeting like what I would consider a minimum standard, like a worldly standard. And and so, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a hot topic. And I um, I do want to preface everything with there is not uh, condemnation in this. We are not bringing this to be like, oh, you're doing all this stuff wrong, <laughs> you know, but it's really coming from a place of love and filtering yeah. everything through love. Honor comes from love and um, that's that's got to be the motive behind it, so. Yeah. I feel like before we started, I had two specific areas that I wanted to talk about. But just as you were talking, I feel like there's a third. <laughs> so I feel like there's three areas that we that we can honor each other. And number one, I think it's like in our interactions with one another online, like maybe with our friends and acquaintances, 
like perhaps things you say to people that, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And then we don't. I think that's that's one area. So just in those interactions with people, the second I feel like is specific to podcasting and that's following through the interactions you have with as a host, as a guest, following through with those commitments and then how we do that and then how we promote. And then I feel like the third area is one that has come up very recently and that is specifically with business and honoring people in the, the online business space. Um, and I honestly, I feel like that's where we should start first because I had this thought about the brick and mortar business versus the online business and things that you would not do to those with a brick and mortar business that people um, do all the time to those with an online business. And I think it comes, um, I'm thinking about like time and and honoring other people's time and commitment and like you schedule an appointment with somebody and then maybe you just don't show up or maybe five minutes beforehand or whatever you you have canceled and maybe you told them maybe you didn't you know but I'm just thinking like okay you set an appointment and you're going to go into this office to talk to somebody about something and they run a business normally people don't just they're not just a no-show or get on the phone and call them and be like, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm not just, I'm just not going to be able to make it like, and yeah. I, I'm wondering why do we view business? That's a brick and mortar different from people that have an online business. Yeah. I think there's two different things going on because there is a different mindset in online business and you know, a traditional business. But I also think it is the person hasn't yet developed their character to the point where they realize what I'm doing is affecting other people. And I I will own that, that from my own experience, that was me. I was the one I'm, I'm very introverted and I would have so much anxiety going into a meeting with someone that I would always be that last minute cancel because I would let that that fear get me. That was part of it. Another part of it was I didn't yet have control of my calendar. I didn't know how to manage my time. I didn't know how to, um, well, I didn't know that I was supposed to be stewarding time well, right? There's mm. a whole nother element there to that. So when you when you're not planning accordingly, when you're not preparing, like now, one of the things I do is the night before, right? The day, the day before. So we're recording this on a Friday. So Thursday, last thing before I uh, quote in business for the day, I look at my calendar for the next day. What do I have going on? Where do I need to be when? I'm prepared for those appointments I have the next day, right? And so I've learned I have to manage my calendar because it doesn't just affect me if I don't. And I think a lot of times people look at it and go, oh, well, they they were just working anyway. It's not a big deal if I cancel, right? Well, maybe I wasn't working today and you canceling on me does impact me. You know, if, if I have an appointment set, again, let's just say, um, 
you know, let's say Wednesday is my day off and I have gone out of my way to schedule with you because you can only be with me on Wednesday and then you cancel on me. It's, it's dishonoring, it's disrespectful, but it also shows me you don't really value my time, my business, my skill, you know, I've set this side of time, this time aside for you, but you didn't set it aside for me. And so mm. I think there's, there's multiple <laughs> things going on. There's a lot of layers to it, but you're right in that there is a difference. For some reason, we think because it's virtual, it's that people are investing less of themselves than if they're getting in the car and driving to an office and then talking with you from there. But you're you're still em, employing all of your skills and talents and knowledge, education. You're still showing up fully as you, regardless of if you're sitting in your house or you're sitting in an office space that you rented. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking like specifically we're talking about like, this is just the way that you do things. This is not like your last minute cancellation because this happened. It was just completely out of your control. And I want to say that because, you know, those things happen, Yeah. but it shouldn't be our way of life. And I think another thing that we don't think about is um, something that, that I really didn't understand when I first launched my business is this idea of flexibility. I felt like I was so flexible, like for myself, I didn't understand how to manage my calendar or my time or schedule appointments or all of that. I was just thinking of myself as so flexible that I'm just open. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We just, we just go with the flow because I'm at home, I'm working from home and I have all of this flexibility and all of this time freedom. But what I realized very quickly is that I got so overwhelmed because I felt like I could just have all these connect calls and I could just schedule all these things. And I wasn't steward any of any of those connections because I was so overwhelmed with mm. taking in all of these people and giving of myself. Like I didn't even realize how much energy it was taking to get on these calls. And I would get off of those calls and I would be exhausted. And then I couldn't even do anything else like work related because I had given so much of my energy and I didn't mm -hmm. even, I didn't know that. And so over the years I have realized, and I, ha I have to actually look at the whole week ahead of time to see, can I actually schedule these calls? Because I already know now that when I get on these calls, like I am present, I am all in. And then when I get off of those calls, it's what do I do with the connection that I just made or with the call? Like, what's the, what's the next step? Because what was happening is I would get off the call and I would have said, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And I would forget, or I would have so many things. I would spend the whole next week trying to go back to, okay, I said I was going to do this. I said I was going to, and sometimes I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And yeah. I would feel so awful. Because here I had made these connections and both of us gave of our time, but then there was no fruit from it. So mm -hmm. it was just like, and I think that's happening a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think so because that's what we're told to do, right? That's really what we're told to do. Connect with as many people as possible 
Yeah. But it's not genuine connection if if I have a call with you and then like you say, you don't follow through on something you said you were going to do, then to me, it's like, okay, well, I can't really trust her word, right? Like that's a whole different dynamic you get into when you are promising things to people and not following through. And so Mm -hmm. then me on the other end of that go, well, I guess that really wasn't a, a connection. Right. As great as the call could have been, (laughs) if there isn't follow through on the other side of it, you've disconnected right to that person. So I think there's stewarding of time, stewarding of connections that we don't think about. Again, we just don't. I, I think there's so much instant gratification in the space that we're in we don't think long term and we don't think about what comes next and if I'm scheduling a 15 minute call with somebody on my calendar it needs to be 30 so that I have the space then after that call to follow through on what I said I was going to do for that person right so there's a lot of different things being managed and we're not taught these skills. No. School does not teach you these skills. <laughs> and, and I think I, there's a lot in what you just said that because I've been taking notes because I was thinking, okay, yeah. what is the practical part? And I think the first one is the mindset. Like, how are we viewing yeah. these things in the online space? Like, when you connect with someone, um, first of all, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. why okay why are you wanting to get on that call because then you said build in this time because it's not just 15 minutes so what is what is our purpose for getting on the call so that you're in like this right frame of mind rather than I just logged on to zoom two seconds ago I hit you know the button or whatever I'm ready to jump in but then while you're on the call you're thinking about oh my gosh okay what what are we doing what you know and so you're not even prepared so what's your purpose and what's the mindset behind um, these things that are going on in the online space? And do you view somebody's business as a legitimate thing? Or are you thinking, well, they have nothing but time anyway. They're working from home. It's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. And if I'm 10 minutes late, it's not a big deal. They're at home. Like, <laughs> And so thinking yeah. about that too. And then I think you gave some very practical things Um preparation, you know, um, really looking at your calendar. You said, look at the calendar, um, look at your next day, the night before, so that you're really thinking ahead. You said, build in extra time before these calls and these appointments so that you not only have time before, but after you're building in that time so that you have time to think about it and be purposeful. And then you said, steward our time and our connections. So you're not just trying to connect with as many people as possible and then doing nothing with it, but you're stewarding your time and, and other people's time too. Mm -hmm. You're honoring their time as well as your own. Yeah. And I think too, when we're, we're looking at making those connections, thinking about quality over quantity. Like we said, it's, you know, not just 
let me just fill up my calendar with a bunch of calls, you know, but maybe I'm going to do five calls this whole week, like just five for the whole week, not five a day, five for the week, and then be intentional with each one of those five people to follow up with them. Send it. Like if you said you were going to send something, send it to them promptly, you know, <laughs> not like two days later. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Here you go. Um, you know, making note of things on the call so you don't forget those things. And then even the next week, you follow up with them again, right? Like think about how we would naturally build a relationship. If you met somebody, you wouldn't give them 15 minutes and then not ever talk to them again and expect them to come back and want to help you with something or promote something for you. But we do that all the time. I want to do a connection call and they spend 15 minutes with me and then I don't hear from them again until like four months later, they got something going on and they want me to promote it. And I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you. You gave me 15 minutes of your time and now you expect me to give you my audience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have done this before. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about how icky that sounds as you're talking about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I, yeah, I mean, have done this to people. <laughs> if you're listening and you know, like, I've done this to you, I just want to say I'm so very sorry because as you're talking about it I'm like oh my gosh especially in the very beginning mm -hmm. yeah. I felt so much yeah. pressure to make all of these connections in a short period of time as if it was as if I only had a short window like from the time I launched my business it was like okay you've got this short window to build all of your connections that you're ever going to need go like mm. that's really what I felt like I felt yeah. like there was a sense of urgency to hurry up and build a community online so that then I would have all of these connections and I would have referrals and I would have audiences and I would have resources and, and all of these things. But I just realized why is there's no, who, who says that? <laughs> like, who, I don't know who told me that, but that was the mm -hmm. feeling that I got. Mm -hmm. And so I started scheduling all of these different calls. And I mean, it was multiple calls a day. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, where do I put these people? Like, where's the database? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to steward all these connections? And, and then people would then come back to me too, for these different things. And I would realize like, I don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like you can't know anybody in 15 minutes, but like, there is a strategy out there that says, okay, structure your you know, calls. And there's, not, of course, I'm not saying you shouldn't structure your calls in such a way, but to give someone a 15 minute window. And then all of a sudden it's as if we know everything about one another and now we're ready to collaborate or something like that's just not even realistic. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or even when you, when you're booking all these calls back to back, that other person can feel that energy from you. I was on with somebody a couple of days ago and she, I could tell, I could just tell, like I could feel she was in a hurry. 
she had things to do. She she had booked herself back to back to back. And the we got on and she said, I'm sorry, can you give me five minutes? I just need to go use the bathroom. I'm fine if you need to use the bathroom, but don't get on the call with me and then ask me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather you <laughs> just send me a message and say, I'm running late. Go use the bathroom. But that, you know, for the rest of that time with her, I felt like I had to, like, I noticed I was starting to talk really fast and I was starting to feel anxious. And I was like, I felt like we've got to get all this stuff done because that's how she was talking to me. <laughs> like, we've got to do all these things. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but it was just, people feel that from you, whether you, you, you know, ask them to wait on you or whatever, but, but they can still just feel that energy and feel your pace, right? When people get on with me, and they talk to me, every single person I talk to says, I just feel like I want to slow down when I talk to you. I just want to take a deep breath. This is just so peaceful. Like, I just want to keep talking to you. And I'm like, yeah, because that's where I live. <laughs> I live in peace. So don't come at me with that, you know, <laughs> high energy stuff. <laughs> and that's, that's so true, though. Like, even in this conversation now, I feel like there's going to be a part two. Because just as we're talking, like I am beginning to slow down because in me, like mm -hmm. in the beginning, I thought, okay, there's these things that I really want to get to. I want to get to all these different, like these three points. But as we're talking about this, I feel like there's really a lot around mm -hmm. this right here. Because if you think about it, this is where it starts. Yeah. It yeah. starts when we begin to connect with people in the online space. And then however you interact after that, could be like, however yeah. you start could be how you continue to interact with people in the online space. So if you really mm -hmm. don't respect people's time, then it's no big deal for you to be late or to cancel at the last minute or to send an email and say, you know what, I just decided I'm not going to do this. And then you never hear from somebody again. And it's just weird and awkward. Mm -hmm. And you're just like wondering what just happened. But we wouldn't do that to people if we were like, I'm meeting with somebody face to face, or there wouldn't be that awkwardness because, but there's something about this. It's like a disconnect. Mm -hmm. You're not actually connected to real people. You're just connected to somebody's calendar and it's not really a big deal. There's nobody on the other side of that anyway. Wow. Wow. Like, yeah. like, I don't know anything about this person and maybe that's what it is. We have mm. a lot of surface level connections. Because I'm thinking as we're talking and I'm thinking about you and I <laughs> versus somebody that I don't know. And I'm just, and I'm thinking about how different that is. Um, yeah. Like I wouldn't do those things to you because like we are real friends, like in, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do those mm. things to you, mm. you know? But then I'm thinking about the person that maybe I just met online and we're just kind of having these, you know, interactions. Now, I don't want to do that to them either, but I'm just thinking about the connection that we have yeah. versus. So maybe a lot of people just have surface things. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you were saying it starts with the connection, but I would say it starts even before that. I would say it starts with you as a person. 
How do you mm. carry yourself? Oh, what, you know, what's, I think it so much speaks to your character. Um, are you late all the time, even in your quote, real life appointments? <laughs> you know, do you, do you not value other people's time? Do you show up like, even let's say it's a party with your friend. Are you on time? Are you early? Do you go and say, hey, can I help you set up stuff? Like, do you go that extra mile? Do you do things for them without them asking? I think it's so much about your character to where we are to represent Jesus all the time, right? And he says in Matthew 5, let your yes be yes and your no be no. People need to know that they can trust your word, that they can trust, okay, if Susan says she's going to be here at 10 o'clock, she'll probably be here at 945. <laughs> like she's always early, <laughs> you know, things like that. Like thinking about your reputation, how do other people see you? And that's important. I think we've gotten so in this culture of you do you and I'll do me. And we don't think about how what we're doing is impacting the people around us. You know, if I tell my husband, I'm going to be done with work at five and I'll start cooking dinner. He can count on me to stop work at five and be heading towards the kitchen. Like he knows my yes is yes and my no is no. You know, just as a as a couple, like we don't do this whole back and forth that I see other pe other couples do of like, where do you want to go tonight? I don't know. Where do you want to go? You know, like when you're trying to pick dinner places. <laughs> um, we laugh about it because it's so common. But with him and I, that's not a thing because he knows if he asks me and I say, I don't really care. That means I don't have a preference. You pick what you want. He also knows if I say, well, I'm kind of feeling like chilies tonight. Then that's, you know, like I'm, I'm direct because I want him to know I am trustworthy. And that starts with what's coming out of your mouth. Right. And then do you follow through on that? Do your behaviors then back up what you've just said you're going to do? So I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of different directions we could go, but I think it starts with you as a person. How are you viewing that other person that you've committed to? And how do they see you? How do you want them to see you? How do you want to represent yourself? How do you want to represent God? Right? That's what we're here to do in relationship, right? Jesus gave us this model of how to treat people. And he says, if, if someone wants your shirt, give them your coat as well. If he wants you to go one mile, then you go two, right? He says, love your enemies. What does that have to do with business? Well, if he's saying love your enemy, how much more should we be showing love and honor to those people that we call our partners? Right? When you've asked some, someone to make an appointment with you or come be a guest on your show or you're being a guest on their show, you've agreed to something. You're saying to them, I want to partner with you. You've made a commitment. Right. If someone asked me to walk a mile with them, to record one episode with them, right, then I'm going to say, let me go two miles with you. 
I'll show up on time for your interview and I'll be prepared. And then when that episode airs, I'm going to share it all over the place because I want to honor you. I want to go beyond what you've asked of me because that's Mm. what Jesus would do. That's the model that he gave us. Wow. Right. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Do you love yourself? Do you treat yourself with respect? Do you take care of yourself? Do you honor your commitments? Do you show up on time? Right. It comes back to you (laughs) as a person. Right. Have you allowed him to remove the stuff that isn't helpful? To develop your character? Are you yielded to what he wants to do through you? If you're repre- if you're saying I'm representing a kingdom business, mm. how are you showing up? Oh. It's just, I mean, and again, that's not that's not to condemn. Right. That's for for you to take and evaluate within yourself. How am I showing up? What am I doing? Am I representing my father well? Right. If you're going to put Christian or kingdom or whatever on your on your business and, and tell people that's who you are. Then you're representing someone else. And it matters how you show up for other people. In Romans 12, 10, Paul says, love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. And I just think about, you know, Jesus is, is called the King of Kings. He is saying that we are kings, right? He's the king of kings. So who's the second king there? You. We, the body, we are kings. How would a king operate on the earth? How would a king show honor to other people? Right? They bring them in. They maybe clothe them in nice things. They feed them well. There's a banquet. Maybe they throw a parade. Like it's a big deal when they're showing honor to someone. They're saying, I'm, I am partnering with you in such a way that even when you're not with me, people will know you've been with me. Wow. Right. And I think that gets so lost on us as Americans because <laughs> we don't have that in our culture that, you know, of a kingdom. But think about even things we've watched on TV, you know, with with the uh, Queen Elizabeth when she was with us. Right. I grew up seeing her and how like when they did something, they did it well. Yeah, right? like like it's done well. Everything is going to be just set out perfect. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but just being in that mindset of I'm representing God. Right? Like I want to follow the model of Jesus. How did he treat people? Mm. You know, the whole thing of what would Jesus do? I know we don't say that a lot now, but at one point, I can't remember, 
So it was the 90s, 2000s, mm-hmm. whenever that was. Like, it was everywhere. What would Jesus do? Right? And think about that. What would he do? How would he treat someone? If he made an appointment with someone, would he show up to it? Right? If he says, I'm, I'm going to be at your house, <laughs> I don't know, 12 o'clock on Tuesday, you can count on he's going to be there. You know? Things like that, it's just, we've really got to get back to what would he do? Because he says, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I, you know, what I hear my father saying. Yeah. Right. Do you have that level of intimacy with the Lord where you can say, I know what he would do in this situation because I know him. Mm. You know, I think about my husband. And how, like, if we go to a restaurant, I can order for him because I know him, right? I can go to a store and pick out clothes for him because I know him. I can tell you what he's going to do when he gets home from work today because he has a routine, (laughs) right? Like, I live with him. I know him so well. I could represent him, Right? I know him well enough that I could go into a situation and ask myself, what would Jason do? And I know, right? I know what he would do. I could do what he would do. I could answer that question the way he would answer it because I know him that well. Do we know God that well that we can go into any situation and say, what would he do in this situation? That's what I want to do. You know, it's just a whole different level. And that's why I say it comes back to you as a person. It happens well before you make a connection with that other person. Long before you schedule that virtual coffee chat or whatever you're doing. Or that, you know, that uh, podcast episode, whatever y'all are going to do together. It starts long before that. It's about you showing up with honor for your father first I know I just threw a lot out there so I'm going to stop talking (laughs) no I I think you're right though and as you were talking Mm. I was thinking about the way that that we allow others to um to treat us and thinking about my own self and and boundaries you know and so like I think I'm still learning about those even now, but I'm thinking, especially in the very beginning, I don't really think I had any boundaries around my business or myself or like my family, you know, because I was trying to figure out how to do business from home. And so it was like, there's this idea that there needs to be some sort of boundaries. Like people can't just have access to you anytime and all the time. But what I realized is very quickly is I didn't have any boundaries around anything. Um, I was just trying to go back and forth all the time. So people really, I mean, I had something on paper, like I was kind of having some different things on, on paper for clients as I was getting clients or whatever, like I'm available these hours, but really I was letting people have access to me all the time because I would get these notifications and instead of not looking at them, I would, and then I would want to answer them. And so it was this back and forth all the time. And so I think that really transferred to how I was interacting with other people too, 
And so that was affecting how I was scheduling things that um, everything was permissible. Um, you missed a call. Oh, well, that, okay. You know, I, I understand. I, I totally understand. We'll just, um, I'll just move this around and, you know, we'll just have it here or whatever. Like I was so flexible. And even now I still struggle with boundaries and realizing, wait a minute, this is that, no, I, and so just recently, just recently, and I launched back in like 2020, and just recently, when somebody had missed a call, I had already mapped out my day, but I almost went ahead and said, okay, you know, I, I could realistically, but it would have messed up these other things that I had already, but I was fixing to rearrange yep. the rest of my day and rework things because something had happened, and it's, but then I was like, you know what, I'm sorry, I can't get on the call, like, Time has already passed, but I, and there was something on the inside of me. Like, I was like, is that okay what I just did? Like, because realistically, could I have done all, I could have, but, and then I was like, I have no boundaries. I have got to have boundaries around things, but it has affected the way that I do things with other people. Assuming that we're all doing things, the same. they're not doing things the same way. They got boundaries. Like <laughs> when they schedule something, you know, when they say this or they say this or they give me two time options, it's because they're very clear about when they're available and when they're not. I had somebody come back to me and I was asking about an interview, and she came back and said, "I'm only working two days a week, so I'm not scheduling anything this summer, but I will be in the fall." And when I read that. And I sat with that. I was like, wow, she got boundaries. <laughs> she has decided that this is what her summer is going to look like. And I was excited to hear that, honestly. I mean, I was kind of disappointed we couldn't do anything at that time. But I was like, right on. Like, that is so good. I celebrate that because she was very clear. She didn't try to re rework anything. She just said, nope. No, this is this is the way my summer looks, and um, I'm happy to reconnect with her. Okay, okay, I respect that. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's something unique to women that we we don't put boundaries the way that men do. You know, like a man will say, "I'm off work at five o'clock." That like with no feeling at all about it as if like, like, why would you expect me to be working after that time? Are you paying me for that time? Am I getting time and a half for that? Like when you're in a job, right? In a quote, traditional job and you're being employed by someone, you have set work hours. And I know for men in particular, they are fine to put down that work on a Friday afternoon and not think about it again till they get back on Monday morning. <laughs> but yeah. there's something about women <laughs> where it's like, we just can't let it go. Our brains are constantly thinking about all the things that need to be done. Right. And even feeling guilty. Like you said, if a, if a message comes in on a Saturday do we stop and go, wait a minute, it's Saturday. I'm not answering that. 
or do you go oh well I'll just take a look and then you open it up and then you oh well it'll just take a minute let me just go do this thing real quick and then like two hours later (laughs) you're working on something for somebody and I don't think that's unique to online I think that's women we have been conditioned by society that we are to be everything to everybody all the time and I think it's it's shifting some but there's still very much that ingrained um like we are here to serve people and I'm not saying that we're not but what I would say is we're all here to serve each other not just women here to serve other people whether that's serving a man or your children or whatever, right? Like getting out of that mindset of I have to be available all the time. Yeah. You know, like you said, setting those boundaries of these are my work hours, period. That's what it is. And not getting to a place where you don't feel guilty when you say no to somebody. You know, when I have somebody want to reschedule if if it's like oh I, I can't I know we had an appointment at 11 o'clock but I can't make it can you do it later today nope I sure can't it'll get rescheduled when it does like I'm not I'm not rearranging the rest of my day because you didn't show up to your commitment you know and it goes back to that again the character of how am I presenting myself how am I representing God and how am I operating with other people who, who are members of my family, right? We don't see each other as the body. That's also, I think, part of the problem, which could be a whole nother episode, but (laughs) right. We don't see ourselves as all members of one family. We don't operate Mm. in unity. Right. Like like the verse I gave earlier of Romans 12, love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family outdo one another in showing honor. We don't do that. Uh, uh -uh. Not even close. Most of the time, it's not even close, you know, unless you're in a quote ministry situation where you're volunteering Right. And then you tell yourself, I'm going above and beyond to be here. <laughs> and maybe that's another episode. I've got oh, so gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. How how many parts are we gonna record? Because my brain is now going to like, okay, I already knew there was a part two because there's other mm. things I feel like we need to talk about. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, is there a part three? Because <laughs> this is a big thing. And this is not even yeah. where I saw this conversation going all but then when you started talking about where it really starts yeah I realized like how we are is how we end up treating other people like Mm -hmm. so if if I have no boundaries around anything I don't respect my own time the time that I put in or whatever that's how I interact and that's how I go back and forth with people that's how I show up with people yeah that is not okay yeah, it's not okay. Because you'll you'll treat them like that, but then you're also showing them they can treat you like that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's creating this cycle where 
everybody's in dysfunction basically because you as a person are not saying this is not okay and then it just it spreads and and I want to ask you um as we wrap up just this part here um part one I think is can you tell me like, cause you are always going above and beyond, but most of the time people are not doing that for you. And can I ask you, how does that make you feel? Hmm. Honestly, it depends on the day. Mm. <laughs> um, most of the time I'm in the mindset of, I work for the Lord, not for man. And I'm going to show up how he created me to be regardless of what other people do. There are times where um, maybe I'm a little hormonal that week or something. (laughs) 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 Just putting that out there. And um, you, and I'll take it differently and I will get my feelings hurt and I'll feel disrespected and I'll feel dishonored. Um, but even in, in feeling those things, I try to immediately catch that and go, okay, Lord, that's not, that's not for me. I know that's not what you have for me. So I'm going to give this to you. And then I let him give me back what he wants to give me. It's usually comfort or peace or, you know, something good. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it feels really crappy, Mm. you know, but I think again, it goes back to the mindset of who am I, who's he made me to be, what character have I allowed him to develop in me to where I'm working from the place of this is for God's glory. I'm working for God, not for man. Right. And so that, that verse you would think I would know where it is by now as much as I've said it to myself. <laughs> um, th- that is an actual verse of scripture. I will find it and um, and send it to you. But <laughs> um, where it talks about working for the Lord and not working unto man. Because we're always going to be in, well, I won't say it that way. There's always opportunity for us to be in circumstances that aren't the best. Mm. And so we have a decision to make of how am I going to handle it? Yeah. You know, and I remember um, being in a really bad job. And that's when that verse came to me when every day for me to continue going into work every day, I had to tell myself, I'm not doing this for fill in the blank with my boss's name, (laughs) not doing this for him. I'm not doing this for my husband. I'm not doing this for whoever I'm not even doing it for me I'm doing this for the Lord because this is where he has me in this moment and until the you know the situation changes or something else is presented to me where I can leave this is where I'm at and I'm going to show up and represent him period I could just I I had to make that decision that this is what I'm going to do and so it it's a lot of times that verse comes back to me in those moments where I feel that disrespect or um or even sometimes when I don't feel seen by other people right a lot of times when somebody cancels on you you feel that little "Mm, they don't really see me 
Mm. Right. Like I don't have value to them. I'm not saying I'm not valuable, but I don't have value enough to them for them to show up. And so again, going back to, I'm not doing this for them, right? I'm running my business. This is what the Lord has asked me to do. I said, yes, I'm partnered with him and we move on (laughs) like it, you know, so I don't know. Did that answer the question? (laughs) It did. It did. And I guess it's because I, I really, um, for myself and then for those listening really want to understand like what this is doing to people because Mm -hmm. this is an area that I want to grow in and I want to be more purposeful. And, um, and that's why I was taking some notes. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I want to know what can we really do in order to, to, to do life differently with people and to honor one another, like as family and, um, to help people be seen and, Mm -hmm. um, to feel like they matter because sometimes, you know, you can make someone feel like they don't matter when you don't show up or, or maybe there was something they were really excited about and they thought you were excited about it too. And then they show up fully and then the other person doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then they don't feel like they're as important after all. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to do that to people. And I think sometimes I have done that and I haven't realized it because I get so caught up in a lot of things and I'm like, Lord, I've just hurt somebody, I think. And Mm. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that to people. Yeah. And so I, Mm. I just really appreciate you sharing and just being so open and um, man, I just appreciate where the conversation has gone. um, Because I think this is going to be so good for so many people and just really open up the eyes of all of us. And I say us, because again, like I want to dig into this because I know it's an area that I need to grow in and I need to figure out what is it. And I feel like it's a lot of it is me and myself and these boundaries that I need to create, you know, and maybe somebody listening, they're thinking the same thing. They're like, yeah, I'm available all the time. And I didn't even realize it, you know, People have access to me all the time and it's affecting my family. And I'm saying this because I'm like, yes, like this is why we have made changes. This is why I've had to make changes because it's affecting, it affects my family. It affects all the things, you know, and it affects how I interact with people. And so, um, yeah, so I just really appreciate you so much today and just this conversation. And um, I'm excited for people to hear Um to see for our eyes to be open for us to have a new standard, Mm. a new standard and to hold each other accountable for the kingdom way. How do, how do we represent the King of Kings? You know, Mm. how do we operate as a family, as a body? How do we honor our brothers and our sisters? And yeah. And so I'm, I'm excited for what this is going to do and how this is going to raise the bar. Um, and so if you're listening, I want you to hold me accountable. You have heard, you've heard some of the, the stuff that I'm struggling with. Like, let's hold each other accountable. Let's hold each other to high standards. You know, call me out and say, look, you know, you said this or whatever. Cause I, I want that. I need that. Um, because I don't want to do life the same. <laughs> I don't, I, I want to have that high standard. I want people to be able to say, yeah, if she says she's going to do it, she's going to do it. You know, like 
I say these things about you, but I'm like, I want to, I want to get in there too. You know, I want to go above and beyond, you know, we should, we should help. We, we should, people should feel celebrated when, mm. when they interact with us, when they partner with us, they should feel seen and heard. And like, I always feel like that when we do things together, like feel celebrated. Mm. I feel special. I feel important. I feel like you're always present and mm. I want people to feel like that. I really do. So I think we could keep talking, but I think this is a good place to stop. So thank you, Susan. So very much. So very much. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you just having me on and giving me the space to, to talk about it. Cause it has been something that's, that's burning um, in me and I wasn't quite sure how to talk about it. So when you said, let's, let's do an episode about this. I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. So I'm excited, like you say, for, for the impact that it's going to have. Um, and not because it's my words, but because I really believe we're just sharing the father's heart for what he wants yeah. for his children, how we should be treating each other. So I'm yeah. excited to see where the, where it goes. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're listening to Susan and you're like, wow, this has been so refreshing. You should go listen to faith first business, um, heaven to earth, LLC.com. Uh, I'm going to put all the, the links and everything for how to connect with you, Susan. But if you want to hear more from Susan, you can hear more on faith first business, um, podcast. And so, um, I know people are going to want to connect with you when they hear because they're going to want to slow down and, and yeah, <laughs> and listen to what you got to say. So thank you for joining us. And um, until next time, let's just keep showing up the way that God had intended for us to.